Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of Over the Top Rope, and I have got my man, Ben Grayson, with me tonight. How are you, sir? Doing well, Houston. How are you? I'm good. I've been really, I've been looking forward to this one. Not that I don't look forward to all of them, but I've been looking forward to this one. I can't blame you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I know that uh, you are a collector, obviously, and that was something didn't want to talk about is other than championship belts what 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 do you collect what what's in your house um well as you can see behind behind me over here uh -huh. uh, i see i've got several lego sets i'm a huge lego collector uh that's actually what i was working on before we got <laughs> on the uh seinfeld lego set okay okay is that kind of the i guess the what you um okay yeah yeah i I, uh, I admire your patience for the lego building <laughs> it really it's one of those things like i loved it loved it as a kid obviously but as an adult like i find it relaxes me i can see that yeah and you have that kind of a sense of accomplishment when you get it done exactly i can understand that is the uh the lego is pretty much kind of the uh, uh i guess like the center of what you collect um Lego. I, I collected comic books for years. Uh, finally parted with those here recently because I just ran out of space. <laughs> um, but I have you know, Funko Pops, action figures, a lot of Ghostbusters stuff. <laughs> um, what else? Doctor Who. Yeah, I just got I got a lot of Muppet stuff as well. A little bit of everything. The the Doctor Who and the Muppets isn't something that I, I, I run across a lot. So maybe you uh you have the market cornered on that one. <laughs> Love the Muppets since I was a kid, man. It's it's one of those things that's just comfortable and feels like home. I understand that definitely. That's where I sit with uh with Ninja Turtles. I agree with you on that. I got I got some Ninja Turtle stuff as well. Not as much as I used to, but I kept some of it. <laughs> Been thinning down a lot here lately, huh? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had to just space wise, and I've had a storage unit full of stuff. I would look at, I'm like, why did I buy this? <laughs> I, oh, I bought it because it has a Batman logo on it. <laughs> yeah, I've had that that conversation, uh, you know, with myself as a while. I'll be uh, here in the man cave, and I'll look at something, and I'll just be like, what the hell, and why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, oh, it's a green arrow. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that. Then later, you're like, why, why did I spend the money on that? And it's always later on down the road, too, you know, when you're... Right. When you either lay eyes on it or you find it when you thought that you, you know, you forgot that you had it, and you just pick it up and you're like, why? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been uh, quite a few wrestling cards I looked at, you know, two, four, six months down the road and been like, I don't want this. Like, why do I even have it? Why is it even here? Right. <laughs> and, you know, obviously I touched on, you know, collecting championships, which is what I think everybody wants to talk about. And I think it's what everybody, you know, wants to know about is the Zenith, how they came to be. How did you put the Zenith together and, you know, find all these guys that are just going to dominate from one end to the other? 
Uh, it started a little over a year ago with me and TDT. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was a referee for about six, five and a half years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was LeBron Cozone that wanted to give me a shot at being a manager to see how I would do with it. And he told me, he was like, who do you want to manage? Name them. And I said, TDT. Because TDT and I, we we started training together. Like, he was one of the first guys I met when I started training. Mm -hmm. And our love of comics and love of superheroes and things like that, we instantly had a bond. And uh, so we kind of, I helped TDT win his first championship yep. at Fire. Well, his first major championship at Firestar. He was the mm -hmm. zone one champion. He was a Southeastern champion, but this time he won the big one and I was there to assist. Um, that went, that was going really well with Tevin and I, and we wanted to add a, a second person. And instantly I was like, I think Duke O'Connor is that second guy. <laughs> Cause I met Duke when he started training, I saw something in him and he's a big guy that just kind of reminds you of like a Scott Norton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like a big time, like punch you in the mouth kind of guy. Yep. Um, nothing fancy, no flips, no frog splashes, just <laughs> strength and just shoving it down your throat. Yep. Um, so we, we started running with the two of us. And uh, I'd met J.R. Miller when he started coming in to Future Stars of AML. He and I got to talking a little bit, and he asked if I would want to try managing him in a few places. I said, sure, let's give it a shot. So ALW, we both happened to be on the card, and I said, you want to give it a shot tonight? And he said, let's do it. And <laughs> the rest is history with J.R. Like, he and I have become pretty inseparable. Yep. Um. So the three of us were kind of, or the four of us at this point, we're kind of talking like we don't really want to add too many more people, but we feel like we need a woman. Yeah. And we we reached out to a few people, and was, we were watching a lot of footage. And I mean, Caitlin Marie, the the baddest one to do it. Absolutely. She doesn't care who you are, man, woman. If you're in the ring with her, she's gonna she's gonna kick your ass, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's great because the five of us kind of have the same mindset in this business. It's mm -hmm. it's all for one, one for all. Um, in a business where ego and you know people's sense of self-importance kind of run yeah. wild. Uh the five of us, we know it's not just about us. We're trying to make the group better. Uh, and that's what I tell them all the time. Like any opportunities that, you know, I can do anything to help you guys advance, to help mm -hmm. you guys get further. That's what I'm here for. Um, and it's been it's been really good so far. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because in in just less than our around about a year now, I'd say that I'll say you know your group collectively has held or does hold, I should say, the uh, Firestar Heavyweight Championship, the ALW Tag Team Championships, ALW Lucha X Championship, the AML Future Stars Championship. And as of about a month, two months ago now, it's the, the you added the ALW Women's Championship. Yes, we do. And so 
with you saying that it's, you know, all for one, one for all, you guys are there to, you know, make sure that each other succeed, succeeds and do what you can to make that happen. Obviously, the chemistry is there. It's working. Everything's, you know, coming to fruition. And it's just like, and it's a snowball that, you know, <laughs> even though I am general manager, it's, you know, I kind of outside looking in kind of thing. You know, it, it's it's a snowball that's just getting bigger, and this, you know, there's there's no one uh, at the bottom of the hill to stop it. Uh, that's, I mean, that's honestly what we were going for. Like, we, when Tevin and I started this, we were really kind of, we didn't want to add just anybody. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted it to be someone who not only we could help, but could help us. Something, somebody that was going to bring more strength to the group. And I really think with the five of us, that's kind of what we've done. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned, you know, the championships that we've won, um, like just the, the bookings that are starting to come our way this year. Um, it, it really is like it does my heart really good to see all these guys succeed. Like I'm in my early 40s. I know I'm not mm -hmm. going to get signed anywhere. I know this this is a hobby for me. Yeah. I do this because I have fun with it because I've loved it since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But if I can do something to help Duke or Jr. or Tevin or Caitlin get further, get that, you know, AEW, NWA, WWE, mm -hmm. whatever I can do to help them succeed. That, that's why I'm here. And, and it really shows, it really comes across. And I think that that's why I, a lot of a lot of people do have a uh, problem with you guys is because they see the chemistry, they see how you know well oiled the machine is, and they they see how things are trending, and I think it scares them. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like it's every time we go into a locker room, it's hey, when am I gonna get my shot? Or hey, we're coming for you. So it, it, it's a really good feeling knowing that there are people out there that like want to take that opportunity and take that challenge. Yeah. And that's, and that's just, you know, what it comes down to is you guys are the best and the age old saying in any sport goes is to, to be the best. You have to beat the best, but just unfortunately you guys are on a, on a hot streak. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> and so, you know, you did say, you know, you spoke about you, you know, being a ref for so long. And if I remember correctly, you actually stepped away from refereeing to pursue, you know, uh, I guess a full time role with the Zenith and that the, the faction to see them through. I did. There were there were a few few things that made me step away from being a ref. Uh, one of which, I mean, very much was trying to help get the Zenith going and help get our name out there, and to not to not be refereeing for my guys all the time. Yeah. Uh, some people might see that as a conflict of interest. I don't see a problem with it. But I figured I would take away the opportunity for anybody to point fingers that I'm playing favorites, and I would hang up the stripes and only break them out for special occasions. 
like WrestleCade this past year. I'm never going to say no to being referee <laughs> yeah. at WrestleCade. Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of exposure right there. Very much. And WrestleCade by itself, I've made so many memories working with so many of the legends that I've seen on TV and the current people that I watch. And that's just an opportunity to, to I can't pass that up. No matter what I'm doing in the business, when it comes to WrestleCade season, I'm putting the stripes back on. <laughs> and, 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 and fairly, I might add. Yeah, of course. Bill Alfonso, right down the middle, daddy. Right down the middle, daddy. Cause I have seen, uh, some, uh, talk on social media. I don't buy into it. I don't listen to it. We'll just, you know, we'll get that out of the way that the Zenith may not always be fair and square, but what people say the Zenith isn't fair or square, I just see teamwork, you know? I'm glad you see it that way because that's, that's really what it is. We're out there trying to make sure that we win, that we don't get cheated because nobody likes to get cheated, let's be honest. Uh, we're just out there. We're it's it's all about the team, all about helping each other succeed and win or retain their championships. And I mean, is it really anybody else's any anybody else's fault other than you know your guys' opponents that they don't necessarily do their homework or they don't you know they're not in the chess mode two or three moves ahead? I mean, is that really your guys' fault anyway? That's not our fault. If you don't want to watch, it's like playing football or baseball. If you don't want to watch tape and see what we're doing, and that's on you. Like you got to be able, you got to be prepared. You got to be ready to take whatever we throw at you. And we've been known to throw a few curveballs, but you know, I think that's, I think that's an appropriate way to put it. You know, too, because uh, every pitch in, in baseball isn't a you know a ninety-four mile an hour beach ball right down the middle. That's you right. know. We and got one those sliders and those knuckle, knuckle balls. One of your favorites, uh, Robert said, "It's just strategic planning." And I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I can argue with that. It's not. That's why. I, that's why when we started this, I we called me the strategist behind the group. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't put it any better myself. And you know, I think the uh, the faucets give you guys a hard time, but at the same time, they they know the deal. They do. I. You know, I appreciate Robert. He's always been he's he's been good to us, but can't can't say much for his wife and daughter. They need to get their heads on straight. <laughs> There's not a lot to be said there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that almost kind of you know brings me to a uh, another point that uh, I think you know is one of the, the best feuds to come out of somewhat, I guess, of 2021 and 2022. And that's you and uh, Warbeard. I, I mean, this is what? This is, I mean, this is years, right? This is years of That feud between the two of us has been going since 2019? Yeah, since 2019, because when 2020 and the the quarantine hit, you know, everything shut down. So we kind of yep. forgot about each other and let bygones be bygones. But mm -hmm. tell you, as soon as it got started back up, he just like that cockroach you can't get rid of. He came crawling out. You know, they say uh, cockroaches hate light, but that one comes out in the middle of the day. He really does. He looks for the bright lights. 
I think you'll enjoy this comment. <laughs> Peyton Reed. <laughs> yeah. She has to say that. It's contractually obligated. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I it, for, you know, the, the feud that you and, you know, Warbeard have had and the, I guess I, I guess the stuff that I say the stuff you guys have put each other through it's just like it's not just you know getting in the ring throwing some right hand you guys are shaving heads and cutting beards and like completely showing up at like in a shoot fashion at shows it's just like it's off the charts. It you know it, it's it's kind of funny it started as kind of a joke when he was still refing and I was still refing and. He took it a little too far, and I, I'm i not going to just stand back and you know, not defend myself, and you know, my guys aren't going to help let me just get jumped on and beat up. They're going to have my back, and I, I think he would realize that now after, what, I, a few months ago, I was choking him out, and then you suspended him and Pretty Boy Lane for what they did. Yeah. They deserved it. Yeah, one thousand percent they did because Lane and uh, Kent thought that it would be funny to have Warbeard. And I'm not, I'm like, I'm being dead serious. Like, shoot, show up to a show as a fan, and then in the main event they were like, "Oh, look, we've got a third person." And so, as general manager, I'm like, "Okay, I have to." I have like 30 seconds to assess the situation. And immediately I thought to myself, I don't want to put Ben in this match, but I know at the end of it, it's going to work out better for him in the long run. So again, like good leaders, I was playing chess. I was thinking two or three moves ahead because they thought they had the one up. They thought they had the surprise factor, but at the end of it, I don't want to blow my own horn, but I was right because about literally two feet in front of me, you've got your shirt around Warbeard's throat, and his his eyes are just about to pop out of his head. I, I liked that shade of purple his head turned when I was doing that. <laughs> Purple's my favorite color, so you know. Well, it, it looked it looked good on him, and I would like to think that from that point on they would have had, you know, second thoughts about trying the whole let's bring Warbeard in approach, but they're like um, 0-4 at this point with that. They are. You can't fix stupid, you know. Like some people are just too thick-skulled to learn their lesson, <laughs> and Warbeard is definitely one of those people. Do you, do you think that uh, he'll ever come to a senses and just be like, there's no way around this wall. I've tried to go around it. I've tried to go through it. I've tried to go over it. And it's just maybe I should find a different wall to try to climb. I would like to say yes. But I think you and I both know that's not the right answer. Yeah. I, yeah. And those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So exactly. I think we're in a I think we're in a pattern here. I agree. And uh, speaking of uh, what Lane and, uh, you know, Warbeard did, 
I haven't talked to anybody about this since it's happened. I've addressed it, but I haven't talked to anybody that was there that night. If you watch the video of Wayne hitting me with a chair, like I said, Ray Charles could see that he had enough time to, you know, kind of pull back and stop. Oh, he yeah. didn't. He followed through like he was like, you know, trying to go dead center in a, you know, 450 foot field. But in the video, if you if you look at the video, you had a bird's eye view of all of this when it happened and it went down. So what was your thoughts kind of before, during and after when, you know, my brain got turned into scrambled egg, basically? I, at this point, I was just trying to and I, I don't want to admit this publicly, but I was just trying to save myself. Yep. Uh, yep. I, saw, I saw Warbeard coming. You know, the guys were all kind of trying to take care of Kent and Lane. And it, I think Kaysen was out there for it, maybe. I don't mm -hmm. even know. There were so many people out there. We, we, I was just trying to get out of there before something happened to me. And I turned to see you rush into the ring to try to break it up. And next thing I know, like Lane just tries to crack your head open. Yeah. And um, my instant reaction was, we need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Like, this can't be put on us. This isn't our fault. Let's just leave. Leave. That way no one can point fingers at us. And thankfully, the blame got put in the right place. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a very easy decision. One of the easiest decisions, you know, I've ever made, you know, in my life. So. I, you know, once again, I'd like to think they would learn their lesson, but I, I, I don't think they will. Some people never learn, sadly. <laughs> but enough about me, I, you know, back to the, the Zenith. What is, is there something that's on your guys' radar? Something, maybe another championship you're going for? I mean, we're always looking for championships. I mean, at this point, We've got every championship in American Lucha except for Kent's championship, but he can't seem to be bothered to show up to defend that championship. Because I think that would look real good on Duke O'Connor's shoulder. I agree, and I think that uh, Kent having twins was played up pretty well for a while. Yeah. He didn't show up, you know. I got a concussion yeah, I get that. the next show. I get that. Go be with your babies, whatever. But at the same time, you're a champion. And, I mean, in in the old days, back in my day, if you didn't defend your title in 30 days, you were stripped of it. So, I mean, I guess that rule's kind of gone by the wayside because it's been – well, not taking take account Christmas. We're not going to take talk about that because everybody kind of takes the month of December – and kind of does the thing with their family. Yep. But Kent hasn't defended in at least two to three months. So I'm saying, J.M. Gallo, what are we doing here? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And the fact that I think what it is is a lot of these guys see that they're a heavyweight champion and they see, you know, like Roman Reigns, he wrestles like three times a year. and you know, now that MJF's AEW champion, he says he's going to wrestle very sparingly. So I think they get it in their heads that, you know, that they're a, they're a heavyweight champion so that they don't, you know, have to have to wrestle any more than they want to, basically. 
And, you know, as a general manager, people want to see the champion. They want to see the champion wrestle. That puts money in my pocket. So I exactly. ask the same questions that you do. Exactly. I mean, Ken Wolf is no Roman Reigns. But uh, if he wants to have that ego, we can certainly put that in check for him. All he's got to do is show up. Any member of the Zenith will be glad, more than glad, actually, to take that challenge, take that opportunity. And that way we'll hold everything that ALW has to offer. You're just missing one. You really are. You, you've got all the all the Infinity Stones except for one. And, and yeah, once you put that one on, ooh, do you think that he inevitably knows that He's going to, you know, not run into the Zenith, but I mean, literally like run into the Zenith and they're going to take it. That's why he doesn't show up. That, that very well could be it. I mean, fear does crazy things to people. Um, He's seen what we've done to everyone else in ALW. And he doesn't want to suffer that same fate. But sooner or later, everybody dances with the Reaper. <laughs> yep because i think the perfect example is um riley rocket the previous women's championship she didn't show up for like what like six months i think and That's the true. first show she does show up on caitlin takes the alw championship from her i think exactly. that i think that sets a tone and i think that sets a precedent so can't may have it in the back of his head that if I don't show up, they can't take it from me. That's true. I mean, he can hide behind his newborn babies. He can hide behind whatever. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. And sooner or I later, we are going to hold every title that ALW has to offer. And then we're just going to get bigger and better from there. Would you say it's just good business? That's just good business. I like it. And, you know, speaking of Duke O'Connor, uh, I think it, you guys just announced this morning or last night that you guys are going to show back up at Firestar this weekend. We are. Uh, it's been it's been a few months for me since I've been there, but uh, I think it's time to step back in and reclaim my throne because once upon a time, I managed the Firestar Heavyweight Champion. Once upon a time, Duke O'Connor was the Southeastern Champion. Yep. And I'm getting a little itchy to get either of those belts back. So I think it's time we step back up and show our faces again and show just just who really runs the place. Yeah, you got to every now and then. You just kind of, even though you're, you know, you're going 100 miles an hour, every now and then you got to kind of push it to like 110 and 120. We can't let them forget who we are. We got to we gotta show back up. We got to let them know, put that fear back in everybody, put everyone on notice. And I think uh, – this, this Sunday will be a good day to do that. I agree with you. I think it will be too because um, I think it's a good thing that, I mean, you know, I think it's a good thing that kind of nobody knew you guys were showing up, you know, to basically like five days before the show, six days before the show, because that'll give them time to sit there and think like, God dang, this ain't going to go well for me. Yep. Put put so put those nerves in them. 
make them wonder what ex what what exactly are we coming back to do? Why are we coming back, and why now? And who's next? Exactly. Next man up, but not in the good way. I mean, everybody's seen what Duke's been doing with EC3 and CYN. Mm -hmm. Everybody's seen what he's been doing down at District in Atlanta. Yep. So, I mean, he's hitting the gym. He's dropping weight. He's building muscle. He's becoming an even more unstoppable force. So why not, why not now just kick the door back down and reassert who we are? And Duke getting any better, stronger, faster than he is, that's just like almost like terrifying to think about. The The first time I seen him was at Firestar, and uh, he was in a triple threat match. I remember Kaysen was in it, but I can't remember. Oh, I remember, yeah, because he hit that package pile driver on all of them. And oh, my gosh. I'm like, he was in there for like, I think maybe like five to six minutes, like, destroyed these guys just like left body parts everywhere lit the place on fire and just walked away like nothing happened and yeah. i'm just sitting there i'm looking at my wife and i'm like like if this dude like right now was to ask me for my car i'd be like it's yours take it <laughs> do whatever you need to do and so you know the fact that he is getting better stronger faster is just something i don't even want to think about and i don't have to fight the guy and, I mean, the people he's been sharing cars with, EC3, Fodder, mm -hmm. Austin Aries, he's got a lot of information coming into his head, a lot of knowledge about this business. So on top of what he's doing physically to make himself better, he's putting in all the work to make himself mentally better for this. And I'm sure, you know, from the start of your vision with the Xena, and adding him and then seeing where he's at now, I'm sure that just makes you, you know, 10 times happier. It does. Watching him succeed like he has been, that's, that is what it's all about. Like, that's what, that's what this group was started for. That's what this group is uh, all about. We're going to do what we can to help each other succeed and get as far as we can. And we're going to do it by any means necessary. And it 100% shows. And it's like, I think some people are like just waiting, like, oh, at some point the Zenith's going to falter. At some point, the Zenith's going to, you know, lose a member or they're going to fall off or something like that. And I think, you know, a lot of people might be hiding or just kind of skirting around you guys for that reason. And for the people that say that, you know, the Zenith may not last longer, what do you, what do you have to say to that? Not to steal a phrase. But diamonds are forever, and so is the zenith. We are too good. We are. We have the same mindset. We are running on all cylinders right now, and we are only getting better. Uh, as much as we've done up until now, we're just going to skyrocket even more from that. We're branching out into other states. We're branching out all over the mid-Atlantic. Yep. Um, we're all going to make sure that we can perform in South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia, everywhere we can to get our name out there. I, you know, speaking of you guys, you know, branching out, trying to get as, 
is is in as many places as you can. Uh, someone, uh, it was about three or four months ago, I made a comment about the Zenith being the you know best faction in, in professional wrestling and dominating. And someone commented on it and said, they're only the best faction because my faction's not there. So if you guys were to get some, you know, bookings in Tennessee and maybe happen to meet up with a, another faction, is that something you would, you guys would happily take on? Most definitely. We'll take on a, a group warfare. <laughs> I know uh, AJ Kazana t- tends to run his mouth a lot. I know he's How did you know? Him. How did you know who I was talking about? <laughs> oh, AJ, he, he runs his mouth so much it's going to get him in trouble. And the moment we get to Tennessee, it, it's on. I don't care. I know the guys he's got running with him, mm-hmm. and we're not afraid. We'll take it. Just somebody as simple make, as that. Somebody make it happen. That's all we ask for. Somebody make it happen. You just need the time and the place, not a win. It's not an if, it's just a win. Exactly. That's somebody what wants to, somebody yeah. wants to book it, we'll get it done. The Zenith will get it done. That's right. And another thing I was going to bring up is I know um, there's some uh, legitimate stuff going on there. <laughs> and uh, JAC, Jesse Alexander Carter, he did take yeah he did take uh jr miller's future stars championship from him but i'm not gonna sit here and speculate whether he is a good or not good wrestler but that promo he did where he was talking about the tv zenith tv and all that like i got so much secondhand awkwardness watching that because i was like this guy is a champion but like this is just like I'm just watching it and I'm just like I think he doesn't realize that he's actually putting the Zenith over right now because <laughs> it was bad. Well, Jesse, for what he does in the ring, he I don't want to don't want to sound mean. I know we're not supposed to be mean to people these days, but um, the elevator <laughs> doesn't quite go all the way to the top. Yeah. Uh, for as strong and as big as he is, the English language is not very good to him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe perpetuating the uh, uh, stereotype wrestler too much, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give him his due. He's won his titles and he's made a name for himself this past year. He and David and Clara, they have. Mm-hmm. But um, might want to scale it back a bit. The old adage, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. He's yeah. a big guy. But I got two big guys with me, too. And that's another one. <laughs> and, name, and, name the time, name the place. We'll settle this once and for all. Yep. Yeah, because I know um, – the last AML show, uh, we were there, and uh, Miller and Jesse, you know, they fought, they went at it again. But I definitely don't think that that's over with, and it doesn't seem like it's gonna be over with anytime soon, judging by the I way. Mean, 
Jesse cheated to win the title. Without Randy a doubt. Said, we all saw it. Jesse's cheated to retain the title. Um, but if he wants to have a match, you know what? Just do him and JR. I won't be there. Clara doesn't need to be there. David doesn't need to be there. No TDT, no Duke. Just have a match. Yep. A straight up honest match. And you'll see that JR Miller is the better wrestler by leaps and bounds. So you want somebody that's going to win a wrestling match? That's J.R. Miller. Yep. And I think, you know, from an outsider looking in, because when it comes to other promotions, I do have the the fan perspective and not the you know front office perspective. But where there's teamwork, there is also just blatant cheating because you know you can't win, and that is the only way you can win, and that you may not. I'm not saying he doesn't have the talent, but I don't think that he has the talent that Miller has. You know, Miller, he's trained, you know, at the Pritchard Academy. He's trained at the Nightmare Factory. And I think with all of that, and plus he's already got the championship personality, he knows the business. He's uh, a, a rookie veteran, as, as, as I look at it. And I think that scares Jesse. So Jesse has no option but to cheat that's just my uh uh useless opinion i guess if you will you hit the nail on the head with that one um jesse is afraid say it again caitlin jesse is afraid that he will be out wrestled he's big he's bad he's strong he's a brawler i'll give him that but this is professional wrestling you want to be a brawler go back to mma yep this is wrestling. J.R. Miller will out-wrestle him any day of the week. TDT will out-wrestle him any day of the week. Duke and Caitlin can out-wrestle him any day. I could probably out-wrestle Jesse. I can attest to that because I did, you know, at the ALW, I did put you in that uh, that trios match. And you, like, you were in a suit and tie, baby, like, and you know, in dress shoes. And you were just, like, going to town. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, do I need to book? Do I need to book Ben? Like, do I need to book Ben Grayson to, you know, well, I, mean, some I, of young training, I did train to wrestle, so mm-hmm. like I, I I took the bumps. I did everything I had to do to to get in, and then decided being a ref was a lot less strain on my body. <laughs> yeah, because um, I got started late. I started training when I was 36. Really? Yeah, I got started in the business really late. Um, And it all happened because I was helping a guy named Bobby Yates, who used to Mm -hmm. run shows down in Ashboro. I was helping him set up his ring and, you know, whatever he needed me to do for his show. And that's when I kind of got to talking to some of the guys and they put me in touch with Cozone. And Cozone trained me to wrestle. And they used to... (laughs) In training, they used to call me Be Nasty. Yes. And every once in a while, Be Nasty still comes out. Like that night in Nightdale when we got thrown into the trios match. Just angry enough that Be Nasty made his appearance. Yeah, and I was sitting there and I'm like, 
I'm taking it all in because, you know, I'm like, I, Ben's going to get his payoff, but is it going to be 30 seconds in? Is it going to be three minutes in? And so I'm watching the whole thing. I'm, you know, really breaking it down in my head. And I'm like, maybe I need, you know, maybe, maybe we could, you know, book Ben with something. And now that we know it's be nasty, I, I, I want to see more be nasty. I don't know if Ben wants to see more be nasty, but it's, it's like Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Like Banner doesn't want to see the Hulk. Most of the time, <laughs> I don't want to see be nasty unless it's warranted. But when That's it comes it. to Warbeard, I think it's warranted. <laughs> and at this point, when it comes to the oh, club or anybody else that wants to keep putting our name in their mouth. A lot of people love it, too. A lot they of do. People. All but I got to do is step up and they get knocked out, too. Step up, get knocked out. On to the next one. That's it. <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin's got her ALW women's title. Yep. It's time for her to get a few more. And you know what? Yep. I don't even care if it's women's titles. We'll take on it. She'll take on anybody. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. She's that bad. She can beat them all. Yep. She uh she did a number, she did a number on Lane. I do know that much. Yeah, and he hasn't been quite the same since. And it was great. <laughs> but for obvious reasons but you know and uh one of the final questions that uh i wanted to ask may or may not be for personal reasons slash theoretical hypotheticals if someone were to offer the zenith money for services, is that something you guys are also available for? If the price is right, I think we'll do. I think we could work something out. I mean, Ted DiBiase always said everybody's got a price. Amen to that one. And if the money's right, and if the job is something we we find interesting, we might be able to do something. Okay, I'll. Keep that in mind, or I'll let some other people know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, have your have your people call my people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can do that. I mean, somebody else can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ben, that's gonna do it. I really appreciate you taking the time and talk to me to talk Zenith to let everybody know, you know, what the Zenith's about and what do you guys have coming up, and you know, where can people find you or y'all wow uh this weekend we've got uh aml acts of war games 2 a uh, big 10 man two ring one cage main event uh tdt will be on that show he's got lucky ali uh and that should be that should be a great match that's that's yep. one of the guys we've wanted to face for a while mm -hmm. um so tevin and lucky that should be phenomenal um Duke and I, we will be appearing at Firestar on Sunday. Um, not real sure who we're going to beat up yet, but whoever wants to get in our way will beat you up, plain and simple. Yep. Um, as for JR and Caitlin, I know Caitlin's got some bookings this weekend. JR's calendar is starting to fill up, so we're here in the next few weeks. We're going to be a little bit of everywhere. I know uh, American Lucha's got their first show of the year coming up soon. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know Caitlin's going to have a match there, probably to mm-hmm. defend her title. Uh, JR may end up defending his title. We may end up defending the tag titles. If Kent shows up, we may end up winning his title. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, just keep watching. Keep your eye on us. If you thought what we did in 2022 was, was good, you've not seen anything yet. It's hard to imagine 2023 getting any bigger, but. <laughs> We're going to make it that way. We're. <laughs> We had a, we had a good 2022, but it's we're gonna take it up a notch for 2023. Gonna see uh-huh. us yeah. more places. Hear you get to hear my lovely voice and <laughs> see my 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 group do what they do, and that's just beat people up. That's the name of the game, right there. Just beat that's people. It. There it is. Like I said, Ben, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone that chimed in, everyone that watched. And this is on YouTube forever, so if you don't watch it, there's no excuse for it. So that's going to do it for this episode of Over the Top Rope, and we'll see you all on the next one.